Let's spread a song so you can sing along with one special guest or two. Or two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today are now three-time guests, I think. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. They host the Lost in Blockbuster podcast. It's Matan Shahar and Sam Smith, everyone. Yay. You need a soundboard that has audience cheering and clapping. I keep saying when I edit these, I'm just going to add it in, and I never do that. <laughs> like some booze, some uh, like, like when hey, hey happens. If, you know? if any of the good listeners want to throw me money so I can get a soundboard, I'll do this. But Please donate, it's a good cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes everything just better, better for everybody involved. Let's do a GoFundMe here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> GoFundMe. <laughs> join, join our Patreon. I've seen some pretty sketchy GoFundMe's. People are like, yeah. I 400K for a funeral. I'm like, 400K? What? Well, that's yeah. not what we're here to talk about. We're here today to talk <laughs> about the 1980 classic, The Blues Brothers. The screenplay is by Dan Aykroyd and John Landis. We're going to hold on this for a second. Uh, directed by John Landis. And according to IMDb, Jake Blues rejoins with his brother Elwood after being released from prison. Duo has wait, what? I may have missed some words. Hold on, John. Is it one of those weird IMDb edits where like someone had too much? Someone, someone put their nope. John just fucked up and didn't (laughs) can't read. Uh, And according to IMDb, Jake Blues rejoins with his brother Elwood after being released from prison, but the duo has just days to reunite their old R&B band and save the Catholic home where the two were raised, outrunning the police as they tear through Chicago. So I did say let's put a pin on the screenwriters because apparently Dan Aykroyd wrote a script called hold on i want to find it exactly i was just reading the imdb trivia page dan Aykroyd's script was originally titled the return of the blues brothers and was 324 pages it was intended to be a two-part film john landis spent three weeks paring down the script so i'm intrigued to see what this original script was same because this movie's really just like skits kind of crammed together into a movie yes yeah and i don't know if i was in a weird mood when watching it but like i wasn't laughing as much as i remember laughing at this i'd i always i was like thinking like this is funny but i'm not laughing so i can help you there you're thinking of the movie blues brothers 2000 which is in my opinion the superior film you were the only one on that mountain (laughs) no I will die on that hill. When we watch it, you're all going to be thanking me. You're going to be like, yeah, this was... No, absolutely Yeah. No, no. There's... It's... I was thinking the same thing where I was like, I remember it being funnier, but for some reason I'm watching, I'm like, the funny bits aren't doing it for me, but then there is is some stuff that is still incredibly hilarious in here. But just like 
not a lot of jokes. Yeah, I don't think I ever thought it was funny. I think I'm just here for like the songs and the scams. That's all I care about. I mean, the ending, I was laughing at it because hearing the police officers run up the stairs and go, hop, 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 I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. The cops are the funniest part of this movie. Yeah. Like, who has ever said that? Sure. Uh, When uh, they drive, I mean, we'll get to it, but like when they crash all the cop cars in the mall, I mean, Mm -hmm. that was just funny. But at the same time, it's funny because like they also just don't make movies like that. And And also, I misremembered that. I thought that was part of the ending chase. I forgot that this whole movie is like a one giant car chase movie yes. with some skitscats in between yeah but uh there was a whole part of this movie right like i don't remember the w- scenes where like before they get the band back together like where they're in like uh, like the apartment i'm like when did is this like an added scene? yes the apartment blows up. Yeah, yeah so i, I remember I, that at, not a bit on and I've seen it like 20 times uh so on amazon they have both unrated and rated version and i know i for sure watch the unrated version uh mm-hmm. did you guys did you guys watch that one too that is what yeah i'm beginning I, to think i did i had rented this one um because like this yes. is a movie didn't own it but like i saw this one once as a kid um but i saw blues brothers 2000 quite a lot but then i watched this one um maybe a couple of years ago because we had it on at work um, and I was like, oh man, like I need to like go back and rewatch this. Like there's like some funny, cause we watched it basically on mute and we could just like visually watch it, which great visual film. Uh, but uh, obviously you want to hear all the songs and stuff, but I forgot how many like big people are in this one. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I was watching it this time. I was like, okay, but I, I didn't know there was two different versions. Cause when I went to rent it, I was like on rated, I was like, they did I didn't like movies from here because this movie's like already kind of long, like like the theatrical version. Um, and obviously, like, you know, Dan Aykroyd had his long script that just he tried to keep as much in it, but like just comedies, uh, because I would I would consider this a comedy. Uh comedies like f- from this era, like they were just longer and it wasn't it wasn't yeah, like this is- Around the time of like airplane and like naked gun, I want to say maybe yeah, a little... airplane. I just rewatched. That's like a joke every you know couple seconds. This is like we're getting the band back together, and it's like then they get into some hijinks as opposed to like there's jokes and stuff. That's kind of how Animal House is though, which I know yeah. is but with John Landis again and but, John Belushi and John Belushi, mm-hmm. but that one's just straight up like kind of skits as well, like not necessarily jokes. Hmm. What I remember, it's been a while. I need to rewatch it. I was also reading. So, if you want a good joke, on according to the IMDb trivia, uh, for the 30th anniversary of the movie, the Vatican newspaper, I'm gonna fuck this up, everyone. Le Vasortore Romano called the, oh, the film a Catholic classic, recommending it as good viewing for Catholics. And I was just like, you know what? Yes. <laughs> I, it does show the Catholics in a rare good light, quote unquote. Um, does it? Because that nun kind of had like some witch like behavior. But that's but I but I think that's just that's nuns. the joke though, because yeah, they're yeah. supposed to be terrifying. And so, like like I I remember the penguin. I remember like the uh, the car pile ups. I remember we're we're on a mission from God. 
you know, all that. And so like when the nun showed up and was flying, I was like, when does she float? When does she float? She floats at the end of the scene. But I was like, okay, <laughs> we, get, we get the joke, you know, that she's, uh, she still scares the shit out of the two of them, even though they're in their 30s? Question mark? I mean, obviously we're Jewish. Yeah, we don't really hang with nuns. Yeah, so like like Catholicism, mm-hmm. everything we know about it is from movies. movies. Um, and this one, I would say, yeah, there's there's Catholic guilt. There's yeah. the Nazis are very upset that the, they find out that the Blues Brothers are Catholic. Um, Which I didn't know Nazis hated Catholics. That was a new one. The, you know, I didn't know that either. <laughs> Yeah, they're not big fans of because I thought like all Jesus believers were like for the most part like friends. I didn't know there was like beef. Are the Nazis known Jesus believers? I thought so. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought they were. I thought they because I thought they believed in Hitler. Like wow. the the whole Holocaust thing. Yeah. What Holocaust? I will. It, it, oh. Listen, you guys were both on to talk about Fiddler on the Roof. You talked about how you watched it every year, uh, as well as I don't remember what other movie the the Rugrats special on Passover, yeah, Passover, yeah, Eight Crazy Nights as well. Sure. Um, I will say, as you bring up that this is like the Catholics said this was a great movie. I'm trying to think of other like movies with Catholics that paints them in a positive light. Oh, I was going to say spotlight, but well, that's my point. All <laughs> of them minus this and sister act are about pedophile priests. So like, it's just blues brothers and sister act that come to mind as far then as it's because they're music ones. Yeah. Well, Catholic but like the thing too, is that in this one, they're trying to save the orphanage. Now, if you take religion out of it and you just say, they're trying to save the orphanage that they grew up in. It's I consider that like a nice movie. You know, it's it's got a nice goal, it's got a nice message. Granted, they go about it all the wrong ways. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they I, lie I would cheat. Say they go about it in their own way. Well, they lie, cheat, and steal, literally, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, but like Mimaton are big lie, cheats, and steals type of people. Although, okay, question. At the end of the movie, when the band finds out that they were going to take the money from whatever the event the big event is at the end and they were going to give it to the orphanage i couldn't tell if the band was like annoyed or if they like they were pissed off or were they like oh that okay yeah everyone in this universe like either absolutely loves and adores them and respects them or they owe they are owed money by these guys yeah and so even the people that like them have that like i think they like tolerate them at best yeah they're so charming and they do try to help but it's like like when they tell the band like oh uh what's called he was in jail because you know he stuck up that store to pay you guys back and they were like oh shit man we didn't know that like and so uh yeah so it's like they but is that the truth it, 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 I think partially the truth. Yeah, I think because I mean, the, like they are on a mission from God, um, and so they do have that. My question is, what did the band do to be in jail at the end? Like, what crimes did they commit? I feel like they were just victims as well. They also didn't pay that bar tab. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you really go to prison for that? I mean, it was the eighties. So. I think. Well, if it's 
past a certain point, if A, they consider it stealing, and then the amount, it could be considered a grand larceny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember what the amounts are, so yeah, you could go to jail. Yeah, but it was what, like 300 bucks? 300 dollars, yeah. But so it was, but it was only a hundred they owed, I think. Well, because it was three hundred dollars worth of beer that they drank, but they were going to be paid two hundred dollars. So it was a hundred dollars, yeah. Which is like, okay, but numbers, math, who cares? Inflation, yeah, inflation, yeah. Because yeah. they only need five grand in the entire movie. I'm like, this is a lot of work, seem like yeah, for just five, five grand. grand. Yeah, I, I, I think to answer your question, Sam, about like what the band did. I think it was just funny to have them all in the prison uniforms yeah. playing yeah. Uh, Jailhouse Rock, which I thought was a little too on the nose of a song yeah. choice. And it felt like this movie only came out like 12 years after the producers, but I feel like they were like, we're just going to go with the same ending and change the song, which I supported. It's a great ending. Seinfeld did the same thing, more or less. Oh, yeah, where they ended in the prison. The prison. Yeah. Everyone should end their movie in prison, even if it makes no sense for the plot. Just throw it in there. Oh my God. Just watching this though, I was just, I like their dynamic, Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. I thought that they did work well together. And like, I know, did you guys watch, ever watch their clips on SNL of the Blues Brothers? Okay. Mm -hmm. Do they explain why? Like, I know it's said in the movie that Jake went to prison for stealing. Yeah. 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 But like, is that canon? I didn't, I didn't even look it up. I'm really bad. I think it is. Um, I think it's just, uh, it just ha- like how it starts. I don't know. Like starts. I don't think it's like, yeah, I guess it is canon. Um, like I barely remember the SNL bits, but like I feel like the SNL bits were just excuses for them to like sing songs. Yeah. Which if you're an actor or comedian and you want to also be a musician, this is the way to do it. Make it a bit. That way people won't hate on you as much. Yeah. Because that's what that's what John Mullaney basically did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Jared Leto, Leto didn't do that, and look how that turned out. Well, he's also not a comedian. No. He's also not really an actor. I think he's just like a kook. Yeah, he's he's been in a bunch of films. Yeah. I mean, how many of them? He's more of an actor than you. Oh. (laughs) The audacity. How many good movies has Jared Leto made? How many movies have you been in? I've been in quite a few music videos, thank you, as an (laughs) audience member. If I knew how to make my own IMDb page, trust me, I would. You know who has an extensive IMDb page? Hitler. It is. It's mostly all he, under self, but like archive footage. Archive footage. He's an appear. He's what? appeared in a bunch of movies. Yeah, look up Hitler's IMDb page. I don't. I think if I do, I'll end up on a watch list or something. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. Well, so yeah. I, I mean, I was looking at my notes too, and I was to segue to the Nazis. Uh, I was like, it's nice to see at one point Americans were against Nazis. Against yeah. Nazis, yeah. I mean, so funny thing, I saw like, <laughs> the most anti-Semitic video yesterday, and I'm like reading the comments, I'm like, what the hell? When do I have to like us all hating Nazis? Like, when did this shift change? I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Post this movie. I guess so. Also, I'll be honest, the first scene with the Nazis when they're like doing their march and they drive through, I'm like, mm, this is kind of like reverse Charleston vibes. Yeah. 
But they're, uh, like, they're just going for it. Like the whole time they're driving, I'm like, in real life, like so many people would be dead. Yeah. Yeah. No, they. But, so the brothers have killed hundreds, hundreds of, people. of people. It's just not on screen. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but that's the thing, though. None of them died because they come, they crawl out of their cars after the pi- mm-hmm. after the crashes and everything. And you're like, what? <laughs> now, yeah. like, now, like, I don't know about you guys, but I do love the Fast and Furious franchise. And those people murder a fuck ton of people while oh, driving cars. Yes. In, so, in Rio, when they are with the 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 bank, the the, the, bank the vault, and it is yeah. just swinging through buildings, and they are laughing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they've killed. In, so, did you watch the newest one? I did. I did. So, okay, okay. When, so many murders. When so Lil, many. When Lil B. And these are the good when, guys. When Lil B. He shoots a torpedo or whatever and blows up two cars. He's killed people and he is 11 Ten. years old. 10? Yeah, Ten. yeah, yeah. Like, His mom's a serial killer. Oh, like, no, they're all killers. But, like, it's funny because he was just like, yeah, John Cena's like, go for it. And then just, like, pulls the trigger and he's a criminal now. Yeah, like, yeah but in, in this one, like, there's that 103 car pile up or whatever it was. What, yeah. Was it 103? Yeah. Uh, uh. Well, sorry. The car- 103 cars were wrecked during this film. Yes. Um, I think they added up all of them. But like, you watch the the mall chase, and you're like, those cops are dead. I don't care about your broken watch. You are your neck is snapped. You are gone. <laughs> and this is pre uh, what's it called? Not life vest, right? Airbags. This is like pre airbags and seatbelts. Uh, they had they had seatbelts. Seat okay, airbags. They probably didn't wear them. They weren't as strict back no. then. But like you, yeah, but... you watch this and you're like, these these people are dead. They're so dead. This is like the original Fast and Furious. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, there this is looks... a movie called what? Fast and the Fast and the Furious that was from the fifties or seventies. I want to say. Fifties. This one's like a spiritual cut. It's got cars, it's got comedy, it's got family. Family, and it's got banger music. Yeah. Yes. Like, all of it. And, like, you get Aretha living her best life singing Think. You've got, you know, Ray Charles and Shake Your Tail Feather. You've got, um, crap, who sang Boom Boom? Cab Calloway. Cab Calloway. Cab Calloway. Uh, Uh, James Brown. James Brown, yeah, was the... The, the preacher like. i thought he was i've thought i thought for like 10 years he was a real preacher like that he was that good in that scene i'm like this is the real guy right yeah i also i also read that um he sang it live like uh he was he this was this was also like way before music videos were really a thing mm-hmm. so uh so like they weren't used to lip syncing yeah they, they were doing like adr and stuff yeah, these are like true musicians who like are like I am just going to sing and you're going to figure it out. <laughs> but like think. Think was so <laughs> I think that's the best one and that's my favorite one in the movie is think. I wish Aretha Franklin would have done more movies like as an actress. I think she would have been really good. Yeah, but like I don't know. I feel like watching this, she also there was also like a little bit of her looking uncomfortable in front of the camera. A little bit. A little bit, but like, yeah, she once she started singing though, that's when the magic happened and she came out and uh, came alive and everything. But like, 
you know, Ray Charles, just amazing. Amazing. Ray Charles with a gun. With a gun. And he shoot. there's the little kid that's like, he he thinks the little kid's going to like steal the guitar. Yeah. He's literally just like, he looks like he's grabbing it like off like the high, like the high, like hanging thing or whatever. And he just shoots the wall. Next thing he's like, oh man, hate to see these kids turn bad. It's like, what? What? <laughs> what? I. I mean, hands down, I thought Ray Charles was the best actor in this whole movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's no. not an actor. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he's, the thing is, like, I know he's blind. But in this, he looks like he's playing a blind guy yeah. kind of thing. Like, he's really hamming it up. Oh. And, uh, he, no mistakes. He wants you to know. He yeah. yeah. But that's, but again, like, I think that's part of the joke that, like, again, like, he has, like, the gun and, like, other stuff because that's i think that's the funniest part of the movie the for me was just the when he shoots it twice or whatever he's just cut to ray charles with yeah. a gun it's like but uh, but then during the song shake your shake a tail feather i was just yeah. like every like it's it's weird that like people outside of the store and in the streets are dancing, are dancing? yeah yes. But I was like, that's the power of ray charles everyone just stop what you're doing and you're going to do a choreographed dance for the next three minutes yeah which also, this leads me to my question. Is like, I don't think people consider this a musical, but I feel like 100% it is. Like, I don't... Mm. This? Is it because it's non-musical like, theater people behind it? Where people also, get it? I think music is important to this, but I don't think... I wouldn't necessarily call it a musical because, like, the songs that they pick... Well, no, Think does drive the narrative forward for that scene. Um... I don't know. It, it, to me, this I I do consider this like musical adjacent. How's that? Where um, it's like a cousin. Yeah, 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 yeah. And because there's so many musicians in it, and because music, like the the whole point of them is to like create a con- um have a concert so that they can get the money and blah blah blah. Like it, it's important to the plot. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't turned it into a Broadway musical like they do so many other things. Like, what is this at? I mean, I I think Dan Aykroyd is, it, it could use the money. Oh, I'm sure. His career has really been sad since Belushi died, which is sad because it's been 40 years. Yeah. But it really didn't, didn't turn out well. Yeah, yeah. And then Blues well, Brothers that's, 2000 happened in 1998. Unless it's a, according Ooh. to Jim. Oh. That's Jim Belushi. I know, man. I know. His career. How does he, I was going to say, his career, I don't want to say took off, but like, I feel like he got more work afterwards. He, hey, he did some stuff in the 80s. He was in like a lot of dramas, weirdly enough. Like he was in Thief. The Michael Wait, Mar- who are we talking about? Dan Aykroyd now? So no. uh, jo- Jim Belushi. Oh, well. <laughs> Which they don't look alike. And that's always bugged me. Yeah. I don't know why it bugs me and why I care, but it really does. I'm like, they don't look related. <laughs> oh, question. Why is Jake called juliet jake is it because he went to juliet yeah, I think yeah he must have gone to like juliet a couple times to get the nickname i feel like you don't go once and get the nickname like you this third stretch or something because like it's like it's like every band member has its own their own nickname like uh mcatar uh, murphy or yeah. um big, what's it called? um there's so many of them and it's it like when you watch it on prime and you have a little x-ray you can look at the cast list and they're like uh 
uh, actually Matt Murphy isn't doesn't have the guitar in it. They do say it, but there is um, Donald Duck Dunn. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Um, Steve the Colonel Cropper, like Willie Too Big Hall. Yeah, that Willie Too Big. That was the one. What? I don't Why know. Does maybe... everyone have a nickname? A weird blues band thing of the seventies where you had to have a nickname. Except Elwood, he didn't have a nickname. El- I, maybe Elwood is the nickname. Maybe because that's I've never met someone actually named Elwood, so I question the how I do ha- name is. I do have to say his tattoos are not centered, and it bothered yeah. me. Oh, same, same. Anytime like, he's holding the phone, I'm like, please stop. But but. Get no pinkies. You can put Elwood on everything else, but not the pinkies because because yeah. it fits. I I even spelled it out on my. Oh wait, no, it doesn't. I lied. E L W O D. You know it does. E L W O O D. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing great, everyone. <laughs> um, I uh oh. So I also had a theory. Don has another wild theory about the movies that he watches and his posts on his uh, on the podcast feed. Um, I think John Candy's character is actually a double agent working with the Blues Brothers. I can see it. Yeah, because he's having so much fun the entire time he's on screen. Also, he wears sunglasses the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So I was like, everyone in sunglasses is with Part the Blues the Brothers. It yeah. feels like, yeah. It's kind of like Fast and Furious, where they got the feds working with them. <laughs> maybe, maybe that informed my my theory. Yeah. But also, and one like of the stars died. He what? Paul Walker. I said, and one of the star main cast member dies in the franchise. Paul Walker, John Belushi, similar. Well, you also have Cap Calloway and John Candy who died and weren't in the sequel. Oh yeah, yeah. Ray, Ray Charles. I think did he die by then? He looks no. Like- no, really? I thought he. I thought Ray Charles died in the early two thousands. Oh, you were. I think you're right. I think he died like right before the Ray movie came out. Yeah, because the other thing that made me think of that was that at the end of like when they're in the final concert, he doesn't arrest them right away. He's like, no, no I want to hear them. He, that's what he literally says, and I'm like, are you working with the Blues Brothers? And we don't ha- we like you cut a scene out, John Landis, that shows right. this theory. Yeah, so, no, that it it definitely fits for sure. Um, because yeah, because it's like there's also a thing that like he might like definitely be like a Fed, but also the Blues Brothers also might owe him money, and so yeah, like if, if they get pinched. He's not gonna get paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or maybe it's like the Will Smith, Chris Rock Oscar slap, where they're like, "They're on stage. We can't do anything. People are watching." Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I've seen other movies where it's like they get arrested while performing. So that's, that's true. Maybe not that. But like, also, they're set at the end. They only sing. Well, so um, Cap Calloway sings "Minnie the Moocher." Uh, to like tie the audience over, but then the a Blues Brothers song. I feel like you what? I feel like that's a weird opening song. Like you got come in like hot, and that one seems kind of more chill. But at the same time, you're hearing "Minnie the Moocher" by Cat oh, Cowboys, so it's like it, it, yeah. that's his song. Like yeah. yeah, but like, do the does the audience know that? Like, is he playing himself as a random like 
man who lives in an orphanage? No, well, he play, no, he's not playing Cab Calloway. He plays uh, what's his name? Um, Curtis. 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 Yes, and he, and he even says too when uh, the kids are helping promote the concert, he's like, "Well, I trained the Blues Brothers and I helped them become musicians and all that, so, like I do with you kids." Yeah. So he's very instrumental. No pun in, but pun intended. Uh, so you have him, and then you have the they sing everybody needs somebody to love and sweet home chicago which yeah. that goes on for like 20 minutes so they can escape they drag it out some of the songs in this go on for so long and mm-hmm. i feel like even some musicals like it's long for certain like like the uh the with james brown in the in the church or whatever like that goes on for it's almost like the full church service that you're getting and stuff like that. I don't I don't care. Once they go, no, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. And, it, and it's funny because it keeps getting more especially like more ridiculous, like with like when people start doing flips and stuff like that. Yeah. That's uh, what I was about to say. Like the choreography, I think, helps it. Yes. It's, it's probably what, like five minutes long? If yeah. That. Yeah, because if it's like if it's just a song, like cool, it's a great song, but like the choreography getting more and more ridiculous that's i think the joke from that and like because it doesn't it doesn't even feel like it's for musical in is like it it does feel like it is outrageous because it is a joke it's it's a moment that it's for us the audience not for the characters in the world yeah 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 so like they're like we're gonna make it entertaining for you people dancers get on this trampoline and do some flips (laughs) like yeah. Um, I wish real life was like this. If this was how church actually was, it, I might go. It's to funny. It was cut similarly to Boz Lerman's Elvis, like when they when he's in like the gospel uh, church. I haven't like, seen Elvis it, yet. Wow, really? I know. I know. It's yeah, yeah. I know it's bad. I, well, gonna... I recommend it. It's really, really good. It is really, um, really good. Pete awesome Butler gives. But you also like Blues Brothers 2000, so I'm going to take it with a... I will say... I like to have fun. This... (laughs) The music, not the movie itself, but the music in this gave... I've been on a big Tina Turner kick, obviously. R.I.P. R.I.P. But I watched the doc on HBO Max, or Max, whatever the hell they're calling themselves now. And then It's going to change in two years anyway, so... It'll be called Steven by next week. Who knows? And then I watched What's Love Got to Do with It. So I am Tina ready. And this, like, a lot of this stuff reminded me of it. And they also have a church scene, but not as good. Like, that's a scary, sad church scene. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, they're like, stop having fun. This is church. This one was great. And I, I'm looking also at the cast list. And apparently, Shaka Khan was in the choir. The choir? Yeah. I don't, I blacked her out because, you know, with everyone else involved, I was like, okay choir well there's that but like the church sequence again there's a lot of like cuts in that thing like a lot of cuts as opposed to some of the other like music numbers there's like longer takes and stuff like that but the the choir i think it's just because like it's kinetic and so there's just like a lot of like it feels like a Boz Lerman movie that's why again when you watch elvis and he there's this you'll know the scene uh you're gonna be like it's oh early, yeah it's like early on in the movie yeah yeah well, i like, mean Boz Lerman is known for the fast editing. Yes. So like yeah. even Moulin Rouge, which is something that I think all three of us have watched. 
I've never finished it because I've seen it shots. gives me a headache. It, well, so, but like that, that editing style is what you're talking about. Yes, yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah. That's his move. But like it, this, this, the, the specifically the gospel sequence felt like that. Cause it's shot different than I feel like the other sequences in the movie. Um, but it is also like James Brown, you know what I mean? So it's, yes. like, it's yeah, and like, th- but like, this is also like the pivotal scene because it's yeah, the one that sets God. up the rest of the movie. Yeah. Where, yeah. So, so it's, imp- it's like they, they put so much importance on this and then everything else is like gag, gag, gag. Like yeah. when we, when they go to the country Western bar. Yeah. I'm sorry. When they also sing "Stand by Your Man," that was kind of funny. Yes, and I'm not gonna lie. The rawhide cover, I am here for. No, I love the rawhide cover. Um, but the the best part is that they're playing with like the cage, kind of the fencing in front of them to yes. prevent all the bottles. And so, obviously, when they start playing, like, and everyone's like booing them, they're all throwing the bottles. Then they start playing the stuff that they like. And then people are still throwing bottles. Yeah, that was a really mad. good. That was they weren't mad. They were like, "That's like the that's the they're like yeah, let me throw my beer." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's this it. guy must make so much goddamn money. This bar to Bob. Yeah, like all the amount of beer just being wasted alone. Like this guy's clearing like five thousand dollars a night. He could have easily saved the orphanage. Yeah, but now I want to know what happened to the other band, like the what? band that was supposed. to show up yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, the good old boys yeah the good old boys so late very unprofessional right musician they should not have done there's a separate movie it's the tragedy of the good old boys who like fucking their their van flipped on the the side of the highway they they you know they had to survive in the wilderness or something something crazy happened we just don't see it on the scene are you pitching yellow jackets but with a country western band? <laughs> but with the good old boys? The good old... Yeah, with the good old boys? <laughs> this is also my thing that I kept thinking about. Between good old boys and Blues Brothers, each band has like 10 members. I'm like, how did you guys survive? Because nowadays, the most I see in a band is like maybe five. Not well, so these, this, is, this yeah. is a different... These are different types of bands because like they have... Uh, it's not all computerized machines that can mimic the sound of a saxophone or like a rhythm guitar yeah, or something still, like there's that. There's still big bands out there. You still listen. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, no, they had to steal because there's like a school worth of people in this band. Like, there's not enough funds to go around. <laughs> this is why they're stealing. Yeah. Well, unbeknownst to the rest of the band that they're stealing. Yeah. Yes. Only a few are stealing. In fact, I saw this as a kid, so I thought people in bands just actually stole. I mean, I thought they went hand in hand. Granted, as someone who's listened to a lot of podcasts with people in bands, they do steal a little in the beginning. Yeah. Spoiler: <laughs> poor people steal when they to survive. Oh my god! But um, it made me want to be in a band. I'm like, yeah, I want to sing songs and like piss <laughs> off Nazis. Who does it? In weird country bands, and like, yeah, get uh, save an orphanage while we're at it because yeah, children. and then do a good deed so people still like you. <laughs> it's all about a balance. Um, what else? What else did I? I think we went through everything that I have. Do you guys have anything else, uh, written down that you want to talk about? Anything I else? Definitely, I definitely do. So, um, 
As with you your know. with with your handwritten notes, right? Yeah, yeah. fancy. Ah, it's got legal pad. Yeah, um, pink. Yeah, well, it came in a set with other colors, and this just happens to be the pink one. Anyway, <laughs> get it. Um, and so uh, you had mentioned we, you know, lost in Blockbuster. Uh, we have finished our season one, uh, uh, and so now we're doing season two, which is uh, Lost in Blockbuster presents uh, D Bags and DComs. And uh-huh. so one of the films we are going to be talking about uh, is The Luck of the Irish. Which Henry Gibson is the head Nazi in this? Yes, he, oh, he's, 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 he's the grandfather he's the in grandfather. *Luck of the Irish*. Oh, so, yeah, I'm not gonna watch that movie. Thank you, because I was like, you look so familiar. Besides from here, and yeah. *Luck of the Irish* turns out is like one of the few decoms I've actually seen on Disney Channel. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Wow. I mean, it's always on every March. Um, and but we didn't really. We didn't really have Disney growing up, so I didn't watch all the. I didn't watch really any Disney Channel movie, but for whatever reason, we had it for a brief period, and I watched *Luck of the Irish*, and I was like, "Cool." Yeah, no, it. I mean, it's a good one to see. Yeah, but yeah, no, the 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 grandfather Riley O'Reilly uh, is 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 the grandpa in that, and then so when I was watching this today, I was like, because he's younger in this for sure. I was like huh all right like don't remember this as a kid but i again i'd only seen this once um as a kid because again blues brothers 2000 but uh you're the only one who is on that listen you're gonna you're gonna watch it and you're gonna be like yeah even better and i'm a john goodman fan like i'm watching the connors still and uh, you're a fan of the 2000 no thank you you're a fan of the kid who was also in uh first kid i am a fan of the kid yeah so (laughs) i'm a fan of like four dan Aykroyd movies as well yeah, just not Blues Brothers two thousand. You're like you like. Are you a uh, fan of the Blues Brothers, the one that we're talking about? Yes. Nothing but trouble. The only one that counts. How about my girl? What about my girl? I do like my girl, but I forget he's in it. To be honest, I mean, that's I like get fifty first dates. <laughs> you know? Oh like, uh, yeah, I forget he's that. Uh, he's in that. Yeah, he's the doctor. Doctor. Yeah. Uh, like he's in yeah, so he just... many movies that you forget he's in. And now, and nowadays, he just shows up in like Ghostbusters or <laughs> properties that he's been involved with. I will say, I did see his directorial debut, Nothing But Trouble, and it's actually not as bad as people make it out to be. It's kind of fun. Don't listen to this guy. It's terrible. <laughs> Don't listen Terrible. to this Blues Brothers 2000 fan over here. Yeah, okay, we'll, wa- we'll watch. Obviously, we'll watch Blues Brothers 2000. We should take some time out of your day and watch Nothing But Trouble. And then just, I want your, listen, your opinion. You got Dan Aykroyd. You got Chevy Chase. Just because these people are in it does not make it good. John Candy, Demi Moore, like peak Demi Moore. Like she had just fucked a ghost in her last movie. Like she is. Like... <laughs> I think. I don't think I've ever seen Nothing But Trouble now that I think about it. No. Because it's bad. No, it's one of those movies that they make out to be bad and then you watch it and you're like, this is fun. Like Ishtar. Interesting. I'm going to have to take a look at this one. Uh, but, Matan, what else do you have? Or uh... Uh, I think, uh, I mean, everybody hates Illinois Nazis. Uh, there's that. Um, well, which, I mean, again... Surprise, surprise, in 1980 or 79, whenever this movie was actually filmed. Like, yeah. I was just like, we've gone so far backwards. 
Yeah. Feels like. Take it's me back to the 70s when everyone hated Nazis. <laughs> like, yeah. I said that to my, like, someone at work today. I'm like, we need to make, like, racist people afraid again to be racist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just be like, hey, you see the scene in Blues Brothers where um, they kill all the Nazis? Like, we need to bring it back. Yeah. I, I listen, I told Matan, my, one of my life goals is I just want to punch a Nazi once. Just one hit, one Nazi, life accomplishment. Well, so they're the, okay, so they're the ones that their car falls off of a building and, like, makes a hole in the, in the road, yeah. right? And I'm assuming they die. Those but, guys are for sure dead. Because, like, yeah, all the yeah. cops and everything come out and they're like, oh, my watch is broken or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. like, those guys are for sure dead. Yes. Yeah, sure. Can we can we hope oh, for that one? Because not only do they crash inside of the earth, yeah. then a car <laughs> drives through it and crashes on top of them. So yeah. it's like overkill at that. But the, that I think the second car is like the other half of the Nazi group. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because they're following. Yeah. Because the first car is um, Henry Gibson and others. Yes. Yeah. And maybe like the 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 Gruppenfuhrer, whatever the fuck Gruppen, that character's Gruppen, name is, yeah, yeah. the other the other Nazi that has lines. But like, I think the yeah. God, I hope for sure those are dead. Dan Aykroyd, if you're listening to this episode, respond right in, <laughs> right in. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd, yeah. what are you doing? Also, that send us some can't... of your vodka. Yeah, Crystal had vodka. Well, uh... and, and you know what? Send us the original script. I'm very intrigued to see what this. Like yeah, two part movie is going to be lying around. Just and send us everything. If you could give me cast in one of your movies, I'm down. You know what? I'll take some money. I like money. Yeah. I'll yeah. take money for for the the um the soundboard. Dan Aykroyd, give exactly. me yeah, yeah, yeah. the soundboard. <laughs> we'll have a Dan Aykroyd specific soundboard. Hey, I think I just came up with our GoFundMe idea. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Where we only go after Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, are we ready for Strap and Flat or do we have other points? I think, I think we're, we're good. Yeah, go for it. Great. Let's get into Strap and Flat, shall we? Strap Flat. So, in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. Who wants to go first with go first. their sharps? Sharps. Let's do sharps first. Uh, sharps. Uh, Ray Charles with a gun for sure. Um, the other one is the driving through the mall sequence for stunt work in movies. Like you don't see stunts like that. Yes. Um, and like I, I wrote, I specifically wrote down. Uh, there's a lot less cars driving through malls these days in movies. Um, but what which is, is interesting too, because if you think about the history of the world, malls were still relatively new at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like he as like as they're driving through the mall, they're like, oh, there's a Pier One Imports. Oh, baby clothes. This has everything, but they're crashing into everything. absolutely <laughs> everything, and it's it's like airplane level kind of comedy where it's just like, it's absolutely ridiculous. The amount of stuff that gets smashed and it's truly impressive just from a filmmaking standpoint, but they, yeah. but yeah, but they just don't do that, that stuff anymore. Those two sequences, uh, again, Ray Charles with a gun, uh, the, the car crash anytime that there's like, I, I'm going to bring it up in blues brothers 2000, obviously, but like 
I love seeing all of the cop cars get smashed. Uh, and again, more stunt, more stunt work that they just don't do. And some of it, again, Blues Brothers 1000, it gets really outrageous. And I love to see that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it's just not a thing. You, everything like, okay, we just watched the new Fast and the Furious movie. Like, so much so CG. So, I mean, there's like some fun stuff, obviously. But like, I the, think the practicality of this movie, yeah. you were like, oh, yes. I mean, obviously, spoilers for Fast X, everyone. <laughs> so pause right now. If you yeah, or pause, that, pause the episode, go watch Fast X, come back, come, come back. back. Yeah. So, like, obviously, they can't have Dominic Toretto drive down a dam while it explodes. That right. can't happen. Right. <laughs> that but can't... if it was Tom Cruise, he would actually. Do oh, it. he would make it. He would make it happen. But like the fact that you um, to see this and then to see other driving movies from like earlier, you mm-hmm. know, all their stunt well, work. Yeah. Like um, I, I do agree with you. The st- the driving stunt work in this is fantastic. Like them. Sp- spinning into a parallel parking situation yeah who the fuck even how do you do that yeah math and stuff is involved no it, the, i mean it should be involved back then they just did stuff. They, yeah, they, they just, just did it there was, there was no safety coordinator they just like i'm just gonna grip it and rip it uh, actually wait let me find the other imdb <laughs> hold on because i did read that there was for the Pinto stunt, the I think the one where the Nazis fell off, yes. they had to like get it cleared. Because um, Pintos can explode, um, they had uh, they had that problem. Uh, like if you rear-ended a Pinto because of how like their gas situation was set up, they could explode. So yeah, that... before before the falling Pinto scene could be filmed, the filmmakers had to get an air unworthy certificate from the Federal Aviation Administration for the car. This was done by conducting a preliminary test to ensure that the drop, that it would drop, quote, like a brick uh, when dropped from a great height. Yeah, I'm not flipping around. But just like in Furious 7, they legit dropped uh, the cars from planes. Uh, That was shot practically. um, (sighs) Which is amazing (laughs) there's something to be said just about practical effects just in general they they just look better and just it's more fun uh than i mean obviously mad max fury road like that's like the one fight for like current cinema and stuff like that but it is more impressive but like they just did more stunts like that um and, and like yeah the blues brothers in terms of crashing cars like there's none better well and do you know I would like to I would like to thank cocaine for a lot of this movie because apparently according to Dan Aykroyd th- there was a shitload of cocaine Everyone, in the budget. Yeah. So so I joke a lot with a lot of shitty 80s movies where I'm like you could tell this is made by cocaine and all that. This one literally was made literally. by cocaine. <laughs> yeah. you in your movie there's a cocaine budget. Yeah. Yeah. Um Sam what were your sharps? My sharps are for sure the country bar scene. Like that just hits ever. Like it does not let up. It's just one great scene. And I wish it was longer. Like if they just made it half the movie, them at this bar would have been down. And then my other, of course, is Aretha Franklin. Think like that's probably the best, most iconic scene in the movie. See, I had, uh, oh, surprisingly, I had different things from you guys. 
my first sharp is the penguin love her she's amazing there was a line i can't remember where it was because it's been a couple of days since i watched this movie but there's the line do you have a miss piggy which i laughed my ass off because frank oz is in this movie yes yeah um i i sharp i so you sharped aretha i sharped the whole diner scene just like amazing and like them dancing and everything um i okay so and and to you matan i sharp just ray charles just in general he was great he was so easy breezy like a lot of the other musicians you can tell were like i don't what what's this acting thing sure mcintyre murphy you could tell struggled oh my god um i also sharp shake your tail feather because it's just a fun song sharp to the ending chase sequence leading to them paying the taxes i laughed my ass off a lot in that and i said it earlier um the acting debut of steven spielberg who knew he had it in him and then my last sharp is so okay they did like ending bows or whatever you know where they were like james brown and this person and that person i'm sharping the fact that they showed the whole crew like oh yeah never see their no. You never see these people's faces. So, like, the fact that they took the time to be like, everyone together, we're taking a fucking picture. It's going to be in the fucking movie. Yeah. Do it. So, every once in a while in this section, I have what I like to call unnatural. It's neither a sharp nor a flat, but I still want to mention it. And we did talk about it. And to me, it's the humor that's the natural. Because, like, a lot of the time, there were a lot of scenes where I was like, uh, these are supposed to be jokes. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then there are other times, like the ending. Oh, Carrie Fisher didn't talk about her. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, amazing. I I laughed when she showed up <laughs> every so time. Like yeah, yeah. All right, let's do flats, guys. Matan, you go first. The flats of this, um, there was no sort of voodoo sequence that takes place in the bayou. Uh, there was no sort of driving underwater sequence. Uh, I'll give get... you that one. That one I'll give you. Because <laughs> it seemed it, it, it seemed like they were about to do it, but instead they decided to maul down the Nazis. Yeah. Which I, I would hard I, agree with. Yeah, yeah. Much better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Prefer that. Um, yeah, prefer that one. Yeah, no. Uh, this one, yeah. The only, the only thing that was like flat for me was just some of the music sequences just like, not even just like the music sequences, but just like, it's kind of, I mean, I think it has to also do with it being the unrated version, but just like, it's a longer movie and just things were slower back then. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it, they, they, could, like they could just really take their time with the film. And I'm like, I got stuff to do. And there's a lot of like, kind of cruft. Like, I, and like, again, like, this is the, I guess, edited version. Like, I mean, obviously the unrated, but like down from the 324 page script, like what, was that like that would have been <laughs> again i want to read it i'm now okay. yeah yeah well now they could do it as like a netflix miniseries or something i'm sure yeah because i mean we're all into the remakes and reboots may as well re remake the the fucking blues, the brothers. blues brothers i'm or, sure they would do the blues or brothers again. do the broadway version i'm here for it yeah. i don't know though Ooh, josh Gad can be uh jake blues if yeah, we if Josh they did Gabb it, would actually be in it, yeah. If they did it, would you want it to be a jukebox or original music? 
So jukebox is like basically what this movie is. It's established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I would that. say keep the song. Ju- I would say jukebox. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like that's part of the fun. Is like oh, they're like you know like Cab Calloway's doing many of the movies. Like you yeah. want to hear like they're those... paying the homage to the genre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Uh... That's uh yeah. sam what about you what are your flats my flats are like the like scenes where it's like after they have the plan and before they execute it like when they're at the apartment like just cut to the plan like get to that restaurant and fuck shit up so you can get the band back together did i don't you guys need to watch see it together sad. no okay we didn't did you yeah, watch like, the unrated even... one i think i did because i have the dvd so i must have the dvd okay because I, um, I mean i know that they one the unrated one is like an extra 15 minutes longer. I, I don't know if that was a scene that they added in to it or not. I feel like it was. I do not remember this one bit. I mean, they cut it out. Good thing they cut it out from the original. Yeah. And then my only other real one is um this whole, it's really, it's a big one, but it's um called the Blues Brothers 2000. <laughs> Ruins the franchise. We're not talking about Blues Brothers. But knowing that it happened affects this movie's legacy. Just knowing that you're like, "Mm." they come come back 20 years later, minus the big star, and they're all just like middle-aged men. They make a better movie. Not even. It's more fun. And they do like the cliche they added kid in it. Like, well, Sam, I'm I'm going to stop you right there. It's not even 20 years. It's 18 years later. <laughs> Perfect. But people age so much back then that it but feels like 30. It's called 2000, but it came out in 1998. <laughs> I want Which you to... never made sense to me. <laughs> never um, explained that. So for, for my flats, um, some of the pacing. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little slow at points. Um, all of the excessive establishing shots, I was like, why was are we seeing... That's why I was like, they just let, like, oh, here's Chicago. Here's more Chicago. It's like, I understand we're in Chicago. Oh, here's here's another long shot of the train. We're in Chicago. Yeah. They, they spent, like, a good minute establishing the prison, and I was like, why? Yeah, right? I mean, I get it that it's also the yeah. opening credits, but, like, why? Which, by the way, nice prison I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> like, it looked like a resort. I was like, I'd go to this prison. Like, and then, go ahead. I was going to say, my last flat is Matt Murphy's acting, or quote-unquote acting. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that was rough to watch. Yeah. Would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist? I mean, I would listen to these songs, all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I love Benny the Moocher like, all the time. Yeah, um, but <laughs> the Rawhide theme song is my Rawhide's life. a good one. Rawhide think Sweet Home Chicago. Everybody not... should love. That's actually my for sure in my life playlist. Which one? Everybody needs somebody to love. Oh yeah, I wish we got give me some loving like the full thing. Like hopefully on this, if it's on the soundtrack, it is the whole song because like. I would love to hear the brass and the the saxophones playing and all that. I I think it is. I haven't listened to the soundtrack in a while, but I think if they do the full version. Oh, thank God. Uh, or whoever, <laughs> whoever you believe in. Yeah, right. And on that note, guys, we did it. We're we done. did it. We're done with the episode. Uh, what do you have to plug or promote? 
Lost in Blockbuster. We're on season two. We now have like for sure over like a hundred and like ten episodes of this movie podcast. Woo! So yeah, so yeah. Now we're going through the, the Disney Channel original movies in order. Uh, and we started with Suzy Q, uh, which was like the Disney original film, I think, and then it switches to DCOMs. But uh, we that... have Under Wraps next. Yeah, we have a special Joe Pesci episode. Yeah. Um, the Suzy Q. Uh... That's what the that's what the uh, original Pink Ranger, right? Yep. Yes, Amy, Amy Jo Johnson, Johnson. and that's she lives it. here in Arizona. Yeah. We're all did you get her on? So, we didn't. We did not. Um, she won't answer our our calls or texts. Yeah, or... She blocked us on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real shame. We keep showing up at her front door, and she yeah, keeps calling the police. It's a whole thing. So yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, next time though. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what's it called? Yeah. No, we're we're going all the way to High School Musical. Um, so check us out on all everywhere you get your podcasts. You um, know, follow us on the, Instagram, on Instagram, TikTok. Because yeah. we're always trying to scheme for something else, so who knows? Yeah, this kid's always trying to scam money out of people, so... <laughs> I didn't, didn't say that. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd, give us your money. It's like Keenan all type of schemes. Sure, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no. Check uh, us out. And if you want to give me money, please do. You can email me telling me you want to give me money at buttasungpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at buttasungpod. Um, oh, call to action to everyone. So... Sam remembers this movie not with that bedroom scene with like the uh or, or like how long that bedroom scene was where the train's going by and everything. Yeah. Is this true? Is there it, it, was it added for over time cuz you like you know how you know how like Empire Records like there was the original cut and then they came out with the fan edition and now that's yeah. the only thing that's out there. Maybe like the 30th anniversary they that's like the only print out there. So oh, it could be. does anyone have the VHS? That's what we need. We need That's the original, we... original VHS. And if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, Matan, I've been holding my tongue this whole time because it's Blues yes. Brothers 2000. Yes. Which by the power of recording, I've done that one first. So <laughs> I was trying so hard not to be like, all right, we did talk about this. All right, we did. I did watch Blues Brothers 2000 first, and I think that may have informed my viewing of Blue- the Blues Brothers. Hello? Frozen, frozen, frozen. Da, 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 da. Hey! Hi, it's I'm worked. so glad this happened at the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah it makes okay. that easier. It's because right. we were talking about Blues Brothers 2000, and it was like, no, please stop. <laughs> I may keep that part in, but I'm going to cut me singing a little bit out. Uh... <laughs> So yeah, yeah, that that definitely informed this viewing of it. And I think I had the sour taste of being like, oh, yeah, Blues Brothers 2000 happened. In the year of 1998. In the year of 1998. <laughs> but guys, thank you for coming back on. Um, Anytime. Of course, we love it. Yeah, it's been great. And everyone, thank you for listening. And bye for now, everyone. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.